Welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. This is a special episode dedicated to talking about what's going on with the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. We have with us our very special guest, who is probably one of the world's uh, foremost experts on this, being a China scholar and knowing all about what's been going on in China. Steve Mosher, who's been with us many times on different things about what what happens in China. He's the author of Bully, Bully of Asia, as you know, and most of you know of him as the head of the Population Research Institute that has that really brought forward uh, the news on China's horrific one-child policy. Steve, welcome to the program. Good to be here, John Henry. Thanks for having me on. And we'll begin, as we always do, with the side of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Steve, you have been following this now for weeks. I had you on the program a few weeks ago to already talk about this issue. Um, and things have progressed very rapidly to this point. This morning, we just learned that uh, Angela Merkel, the chancellor in Germany, has said that up to 70% of the country could be affected. We're seeing in Italy reports of doctors uh, really struggling to keep up with their influx of patients in hospitals such that they've canceled all their surgeries and other operations, uh, and they're just treating patients now with coronavirus. Many of those cases coming in positively identified as such. The White House uh, has just had a high-level meeting, which apparently they're keeping uh, confidential about it. And so what else is going on that you can tell us about the latest developments? Well, let, let's start by calling the uh, Chinese coronavirus uh, after its point of origin, which is uh, China. And by pointing out that the mm -hmm. China coronavirus epidemic is entirely a creation of the Chinese Communist Party. I think we all need to, to fix that in our minds as we go forward. And what I mean by that is uh, back in November of last year, which is now, what, four or five months ago, there were already cases mm -hmm. of the China coronavirus in the city of Wuhan. In December, the Ministry of Health of the central government of China sent down a delegation to investigate and do research on this new uh, coronavirus. On January 1st and 2nd, they shut down all the military installations in China. Again, well before they told the world, they shut down all their mm -hmm. military installations in and around uh, the city of Wuhan and in the province, the wider province of Hubei. They didn't tell the Chinese people and they didn't tell the world until weeks later. What does that tell you? Wow. Wow. Well, first of all, it tells you they wanted to protect the people with the guns from getting sick because this is a uh, communist party, like all communist party, parties that rely on force and the threat of force to stay in power. As Chairman Mao famously said, political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. And they wanted to make sure that the guns were available in China uh, when the epidemic reached crises proportions. But go back to what I just said. They didn't tell their own people for three weeks after they knew that, uh, well, probably a month and a half after they knew they had a serious problem. Uh, but three weeks mm -hmm. after they locked down the military institutions and didn't tell the world. But what happened during those three weeks in January? Well, you had the largest um, mass migration in the world taking place in China, where 200 million Chinese were going back to their native place throughout China. That's why China has a nationwide epidemic. 
You also had, you also had, and this is important for talking about Italy and Germany and the United States and everywhere else, you had a couple million Chinese traveling outside of China uh, for the Chinese New Year. Now, now let's talk about Italy for a minute. We know that Italy is, is in a serious situation with regard to the China coronavirus. Why? Well, mm -hmm. reason number one is that Italy is dependent upon tourism and did not cancel, shut down, suspend direct flights from China to Italy until it was far too late. All right. The United mm -hmm. States, uh, under Trump's leadership, got ahead of the curve. Uh, Italy was way behind the curve. Now, Italy has about 60 million foreign visitors a year. Uh, five or six million of those are from China. Uh, the Chinese, in fact, make about 160 million trips overseas each year, uh, generally to, to visit places uh, like the United States and Italy, I think, is ranked number four and Germany um, to, and to buy things. A lot of those Chinese tourists went where? They went to Milan, which is a shopper's paradise in normal times. Not now when the streets are empty, but normally that's where you go to shop for high fashion, uh, for perfume, clothes and everything else. So there were a lot of Chinese tourists coming in uh, in January to Milan. And that, of course, is where mm -hmm. the Italian epidemic started. So you have the vector from China to Milan. You have the government of Italy reacting far too late and far too slow. And that's why you have now the entire country under quarantine. So this was entirely an avoidable epidemic in Italy if two things had only happened in the right way. One would be that China had alerted the world back in uh, late mm -hmm. November or early December when it knew it had a problem and let the world's leading virologists come in and help develop a treatment and a vaccine. They didn't do that. They hid it, of course, out of evil or, or incompetence. I'm not sure which, probably a combination of both. And the other thing that happened in Italy was the Italian government, realizing how dependent they were on tourism, didn't turn off the flow of Chinese tourists until the epidemic had already started spreading uh, throughout the Italian population. So that's why we see Italy and, and the world the way it is now. Same thing happened in Iran. Uh, lots of people coming in from mm -hmm. China to buy Persian rugs and, and other things that Iran makes. Uh, and we have an epidemic there as well, serious one. Okay, so you are uh, expecting or not expecting a similar development in the United States. I am right now my best, um, you know, my best guess about what's going to happen. I mean, we're all we're all speculating here because we can have a serious flu season mm -hmm. uh, one year and we can have a fairly light flu season the next year. This is a, a serious uh, flu. Um, but we stopped mm -hmm. the number of travelers coming in from China early. There were probably about before the mm -hmm. before we stopped flights from China, there were probably about 15 thousand uh, Chinese tourists and, and visitors and students who came from China uh, over the course of those few weeks in January before we had been alerted to the problem. Uh, well, I'm surprised by mm -hmm. a couple things. One is that that um, we haven't seen more cases in the United States. We should have by now because mm -hmm. those people who came in in January, if they had the China coronavirus and spread it in the community, we should be seeing a lot more cases. We're not. So 
Um, we, we, we may have been fortunate in, in that regard. The other thing I think may be going on here is, is these viruses, of course, always mutate. Um, they're changing constantly. And the Chinese, mm -hmm. Chinese researchers in Shanghai have identified two strains of the China coronavirus, one, with, uh, one of which is highly, uh, well, the lethality of one of which is a lot uh, greater than the other one, which is benign. Uh, and most of the cases okay, in the okay. city of Wuhan have been the lethal kind. Uh, it may be that we're, we're very fortunate in that most of the cases here in North America are the less lethal kind, the more moderate kind of flu. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Okay, so there's actually two strains of the virus, but both of which would identify positively as coronavirus, coronavirus as the, as the COVID-19. Right. And unless you do the, the, the DNA analysis, breaking down the... The, the RNA, right, uh, by its nucleotides, mm -hmm. you wouldn't know the difference between the two uh, with an ordinary wow. test. Wow. The test would just come back positive for coronavirus. And can I say about the testing, uh, there have been a lot of complaints mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. test kits and, and testing not being done. Uh, you don't test everybody uh, for mm -hmm. uh, a, 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 a influenza like this that is spreading. You test people who have the symptoms. Other people without, right. who are asymptomatic don't need to be tested unless they were in close confines, say on a cruise ship, for example, with people yeah. who had the coronavirus, then you, then you would want to test more. But for the normal person walking down the street, um, it would be a waste of, of time and money. Although I have to say that I was very, very pleased at the meeting that took place in the White House yesterday with the heads of all the major health insurance companies in the United States uh, saying that testing for the coronavirus, there will be no copay. It'll be covered by the insurance company and all coronavirus, yeah. uh, China coronavirus, uh, people who are ill with that virus will be covered under all the medical insurance plans in the United States. So uh, the pre President Trump was able to jawbone all of the medical insurance companies into providing coverage uh, for this, this new pathogen which I thought was a great step mm -hmm. forward and should allay the fears of people who are worried about, well, maybe I, I shouldn't go in for testing because it might cost me some money. No, it won't. Uh, there'll right, be no right. copay. And right, if I get right. sick, what do I do? Maybe I shouldn't go to the hospital. No, you can go to the hospital. Um, you've got public yeah, health yeah. hospitals in the U.S. You've got, um, of course, in Canada, people are covered under uh, uh, the Canadian yeah, Health Insurance under, Program. Under OHIP and whatever, yeah. Right. Right. Well, very interesting. What's what's going on in Italy um, has seen this exponential increase uh, in terms of their numbers, but also now the medical systems are, at least it's looking like, collapsing. Um, it's hard to know what information you're getting, but Sky News was reporting this morning a, a couple of doctors speaking out about the crushing numbers of people coming in. They're unable to handle the numbers, and therefore they're having actually to say to some patients, sorry, Basically, we're going to have to let you go. We don't have enough respirators to go around. Uh, therefore, they're looking at younger patients and, and, and ones that, uh, you know, they, they can do the surgeries on and, and the, the treatments on. Um, and so there's really stark situations. What do you make of that? Well, I'm, I'm afraid that, that our dear uh, Italian uh, brothers and sisters are maybe, may, may have been exposed to the more lethal strain of the China coronavirus. Uh, we don't know the, the answer to that question mm -hmm. for sure, but we do know that, that there were a lot of uh, probably 
um, tourists who came over who, who started the community spread of the disease. And you can overwhelm uh, any healthcare system. I mean, the Chinese healthcare system was obviously overwhelmed, and, and doctors and nurses uh, were so overworked, so stressed, and so exposed to the China coronavirus multiple times that many of them have become ill, and there have been a number of deaths, most famously at the death of Dr. Li, Li Wenliang, who back in December tried to warn his fellow doctors and nurses in a private chat room that they'd better start protecting themselves against this new and dangerous uh, pneumonia. And he was uh, forthwithly arrested, held incommunicado for a couple of days, forced to write a confession. They later released him, let him go back to work. He's now dead. Uh, he's dead from overwork. Mm -hmm. uh, but and one of the so so one of the things that that we know from China is that if you don't deal with the initial wave of infections promptly by mobilizing the medical care system, uh, these things can get out of hand. They got out of hand in China, have caused right, right. many more deaths than the than the Chinese government admits. I mean, I I I think it's it's reasonable to add at least a zero. Uh, to the 3,000 or so deaths that the Chinese Communist Party had admitted. Remember, every death makes them look bad. And so their natural tendency yeah, is yeah. to undercount the number of deaths. Um, and, and I'm afraid in, in Italy, they didn't see this coming either. And, and now they're dealing with the consequences. We're, again, still ahead of the curve. We've had to isolate a uh, 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 square mile in New Rochelle in New York State but we haven't had to impose wider quarantines. I'm, I'm, I'm praying, and we should all be praying in this circumstance because God can intervene in this universe that he created at any point in time he wants to. And there are some wonderful novenas out there to the Blessed Mother asking her to protect us from, from plague and disease. And so we should all be praying right, for the right. people in Italy, people in the United States, and the people of the whole world that this, this, uh, this particular uh, coronavirus of death will will pass us over, uh, but so far, you know, I, I think we can be we can be cautiously optimistic in the United States that we have slowed down the spread of the 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 uh, China coronavirus enough so that hopefully um, two things will happen. One is we will get into warm weather, and warm weather. And, and, and vir viruses do not do well in warm weather. These tiny little mm -hmm. packets of, uh, of, uh, of disease uh, don't last very long on surfaces. They don't last very long in the air when it's, when it's warm. They do better in cooler weather. Okay. So, you know, we, we're praying for an early spring, number one. Uh, number two, we yeah. bought time. I mean, we bought uh, a month of time uh, that, that, that Italy... You know, Italy would be doing much better now if they had the extra month of time to prepare. And and I saw the I saw mm -hmm. the uh, the notice from the uh, Democrat chairwoman of the committee that uh, Dr. Fauci was uh, called away from because of the meeting in the White House. Uh, and and she she immediately announced there's an urgent meeting in the White House. Dr. Fauci is is called away. Naturally, people draw from that the implication that. Something disastrous just happened. I will tell you that all the meetings mm -hmm. about the China coronavirus in the White House now are urgent meetings. This is the focus mm -hmm. of the Trump administration. The effort headed by the vice president, who reports directly to the president, 
probably every couple hours on the state of play. Every urge, every meeting he calls is an urgent meeting. So, you know, we yeah. shouldn't read too much into into headlines like this. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. What's going on? One of the things you mentioned is is praying. Now, you've seen the move uh, to all of Italy, shut down all masses, all public masses, uh, to lock all the churches, to to um, cancel this and that. It's been going on in Singapore. It's been going on, obviously, all over China, but that they don't have freedom anyway there with regard to religion. Um, the The... It's exactly the opposite of what was done in the past with with regard to uh, pl- the the plague and 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 similar uh, disasters. They're seen. They used to be seen as punishments from God to remind us uh, to bring us back to Himself and so on and so forth. Um, the Polish bishops seem to have reacted that way. They've called for a more masses to be said. Uh, bishop Strickland uh, down in Tyler, Texas, has has called for a procession through the streets. What's what's your take on that? Well, I think I think that you pray, you pray in public, and you pray in in, in communal fashion. You continue to celebrate the mass. Uh, if you want to do social distancing, we sit a little further apart in the pews. But for goodness' sake, mm-hmm. now is not the time to to stop the masses, uh, to stop offering, uh, you know, the unbloody sacrifice of of our Lord. Um, recapitulating his sacrifice on the cross for the remission of sins and for protection. I mean, prayers of petition yeah. now to God uh, to 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 stop to slow down uh, this epidemic. It would seem to me to be called for. If you don't want to gather inside a building, have an open air mass. Have an open air mass. Mm-hmm. Bring people sure. together mm-hmm. to pray. I know that I know that Italians probably, including Italians who may not have been praying much in recent years are now praying in the privacy of their homes. But, and, and we can do on the computer, yeah. you know, we can participate in Mass remotely now. But gathering together and praying, we should all be praying for, for a quick end to this. Right, right. What, it's one of the amazing things that even though this is a great crisis, uh, and, and why the church in its history looked upon these as a, a call from our Lord to come back to him, because it does that. Any kind of crisis like this, even war, as, as horrible as they are in disease, they actually call you back. How many times have we heard that, you know, someone's contracted cancer and then that his life changed around and maybe he survived, maybe he didn't survive, but at least he got back to our Lord. And the ultimate purpose in our being here is to arrive in heaven. So there is, I think, amidst all of this, while I'm sure there's a lot of politicians using this for political gain, there's an opportunity for Christians to evangelize now because people are thinking more and more about the last things, about their their the the uh, you know the limit to their own lives and things like that. So it's also a time to evangelize. And and I know that some Catholics in China are going door to door um, to talk to people. Sometimes <laughs> social distancing, of course. Sometimes maybe through the door, uh, but uh, offering help, offering prayer and continuing to evangelize. And you know, it's often said there are no atheists in foxholes. Well, we're not in a foxhole right Absolutely. now. We're not facing imminent death, but there are people who are, and we should be, we should be praying for them, uh, for their souls, of course, uh, for the healing of their body, but most of all, for the healing of their soul, because um, all of us are eventually going to be accountable to God for our behavior. And now may be a time, should be a time when we're talking about um, evangelization when 
the prospect of an epidemic has, has concentrated the minds of people. Uh, and we're so distracted in this day and age, John Henry. We're distracted by, mm -hmm. by our electronic devices, which are so convenient in one way and yet so uh, mm -hmm. distracting in another, preventing us from concentrating on the, the really important things. I mean, the four last things uh, haven't changed, have they? Uh, they haven't changed for, yeah. for 2,000 yeah. years. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And uh, while yeah. we pray yeah. that everyone be healed from the, from the, the Chinese coronavirus, uh, we pray, I think, even more fervently that, that everyone find God uh, if they're facing uh, a dangerous situation. Absolutely. Now, one of the very interesting things that happened uh, was your one of your original articles uh, made it not only into the uh, public sphere, it was published in the New York Post, but onto the sort of uh, governmental stage. It was bandied about by different politicians, but then actually Facebook banned the article uh, from Facebook. It's very interesting, this, this control, as if it were fake news. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, the article I wrote simply laid out the argument for the China coronavirus being a coronavirus that was under investigation in China's number mm -hmm. one uh, bio lab, which just happens to be located in the epicenter of the China epidemic in the city of Wuhan, where mm -hmm. it all began. I laid out, I basically followed the breadcrumbs from the fact that mm -hmm. this only, the only level four lab in China where they handle dangerous coronaviruses like the China coronavirus is located in the city of Wuhan. Uh, secondly, that, that, uh, that dangerous coronaviruses had been stolen uh, by China researchers from Canada's only level four lab located in Winnipeg. And uh, last year, uh, a case which is still under investigation. And the researcher in question, who is accused of having taken the dangerous coronaviruses from the level four lab in Canada to China, actually traveled to Wuhan, apparently to deliver the hmm. coronaviruses there. Uh, number three, we know that China has a bioweapons program in place. There are two bio labs that are reportedly working on engineering, genetically engineering dangerous viruses to make them more lethal. One of those labs is the level four lab in, you guessed it, Wuhan. Uh, the yeah. initial outbreak was blamed on a seafood market, which is located only uh, a few hundred yards away from the Institute of Virology in the city of Wuhan. Uh, so everything if you connect the dots, everything seems to lead to the fact that there were dangerous coronaviruses being being examined, being bioengineered in this level four lab, the Institute of Virology in mm -hmm. Wuhan, China. It somehow escaped from the lab by one means or another, maybe an infected lab worker, maybe an infected lab animal was sold on the, uh, uh, on the black market, which happens in China, but it escaped from the lab mm -hmm. and it sparked an epidemic in Wuhan. Now, I, I believe that that is actually a fairly credible explanation for why the Chinese Communist Party wanted to hide the outbreak for two or three months. Mm -hmm. Because if they're culpable, yeah. if this was something that escaped from one of the labs for, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, then they're responsible for all of the deaths and illnesses in China. 
That's why they have been desperate to to say that yeah, no, it yeah. didn't come from the Institute of Virology. No, it came from you know some sort of innocent animal uh, human interspecies transfer uh, of a of a coronavirus. I, I think that's much less likely. I think it's yeah. much more likely that the coronavirus was collected in the lab and then escaped from from the lab. And I will say this, and this is as as an American, this is absolutely infuriating to me. Uh, to be quite frank, uh, two weeks ago, the chief uh, virology researcher in China, a gentleman named Dr. Ch uh, Zhong Nanshan, who headed the the SARS uh, epidemic control effort many years ago in China, said, well, the epidemic began in Wuhan, but we're not sure where the coronavirus came from. And then and then we now get reports that the Chinese Communist Party is telling its 94 million party members that the virus really came from the United States and it was carried over to China in late October by U.S. military athletes from the U.S. Army, Navy and Air Force who were participating in the, in the military games, which is kind of an Olympics for the world's military. They send over their best athletes, which was held where? in Wuhan, China, from October 17th through the 20th. So they've said basically wow, that it's wow. a U.S. bioweapon that was released in China by, by these U.S. Army athletes who came over and spread it. Now, that's, oh my God. Uh, oh my gosh. that's absolutely false, of course. Uh, we don't do that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. but I, think, I think it's kind of John Henry a tacit admission that, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe we were working on genetically tinkering with this thing and it accidentally got away. After all, they now say it's a bioweapon. They just don't say it's theirs. They say it's ours. Whoa. Now, where where is this information going out? See, one of the advantages that you have, Steve, is that you own, you know these Chinese languages. Uh, you know, everybody else is, is sort of in the dark about what's going on. You can follow it firsthand, which is why it's so incredible to talk to you about these things. Not only have you been studying it, but you, you know the original languages, so you're able to follow it all. So where was this said? Well, you know, I, I do read what's, what's leaked, leaks out of China. And, and in the early mm -hmm. days of the epidemic, we, we were getting a lot of information out of China. One of the things I think that yeah. the Chinese government, uh, Chinese Communist Party did right at the outset uh, was move additional troops into Hubei province, into the city of Wuhan, to make sure there was not an uprising by discontented citizens who were angry at the government for uh, letting the epidemic get out of control and perhaps starting it in the first place. Uh, the other thing they did, though, was they appointed... Uh, 1,600 sensors who are constantly monitoring all electronic communications coming out of that province and that city. So, so things have tightened up a lot. The Great Wall, the, the Great uh, Internet Wall in China has been built uh, tens of feet higher uh, over the last few weeks. But there are things that leak out. There are documents that, that we're able to see from time to time and read. And, 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 and this has come out um, and wow. people wow. communicating with each other. I mean, we know, for example, that there was a secret meeting of the Standing Committee of the Politburo. These are the, 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 the half a dozen guys headed by Xi Jinping, President for Life Xi Jinping, uh, mm -hmm. who, who run the country. There was a secret meeting on January mm -hmm. 7th uh, to talk about how to manage the, the China coronavirus epidemic. So 
No, it was already an epidemic. Hmm. Well, they wow. didn't tell the Chinese people for yeah. two weeks yeah. after that. But they knew. They knew. Yeah. And so, again, yeah. incompetence yeah. and yeah. evil mixed together in, in uh, some strange proportion. People are dying. I mean, everybody, wow. Wow. everybody who gets sick from the China coronavirus and everybody who dies from the China coronavirus is, is a victim of the Chinese Communist Party. This should never have happened. The first couple cases of a strange yeah. pneumonia uh, should have been a, you know, five alarm fire and brought people from all over China mm -hmm. and the world to research it, to isolate those people, to prevent it from spreading. They didn't do that. They let it percolate throughout the population. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say strongly enough how much this is their responsibility. This is their epidemic. It's the China yeah. Communist yeah. Party's coronavirus. Right. Now, if though they are using this, uh, if they're blaming this on the U.S. as if it's some kind of bioweapon from the U.S., that could actually whip up their people to 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 want to retaliate against the U.S. Are they are they, you know, uh, is anything like that even possible? I mean, this is a this is obviously a people that is not concerned about uh, safety first and foremost and and believes as as you've written in your book bully of asia themselves to be the absolute pinnacle of humanity um and 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 the rest of the world like rubbish so um you know is there any possibilities that way because this is a very serious thing that they would allege this to their own people we haven't seen that alleged in a public fashion anywhere no and they won't say it publicly because it's laughable but this is how internal mm -hmm. party propaganda works. Uh, they want to keep the, the 94 million members of the Chinese Communist Party in line, uh, first and foremost. And, and, mm -hmm. and the larger issue, of course, is to keep the 1.3 billion Chinese in line, uh, marching in lockstep to the party's uh, latest line. So, but, but this is classic. I mean, uh, the Chinese Communist Party is, is, is expert at brainwashing. Uh, actually, the, the CCP... Mm -hmm invented brainwashing in the 1930s. The Chinese Communist Party invented brainwashing in the 1930s. The original Chinese phrase is Xinao, which means wash brain. And that's what we transliterated into brainwashing. And they would, in the 1930s, uh, people who questioned uh, the party line were locked up and subjecting to, subjected to morning to night study sessions, uh, brainwashing, uh, until they agreed that Hey, if you're if you're holding up uh, four fingers and you want me to say three, I'll say three. I'll say whatever you want. In China, if you talk to people about yeah. brainwashing, yeah. they will say uh, the best translation of the Chinese phrase would be, uh, "They mess with you until you don't have any opinions about anything. They mess with you until you don't have any opinions about anything." In other words, they they continue to mess with your mind until you're willing to recite. Uh, any party propaganda that they demand of you. If they want you to say uh, the sun uh, rises in the west and sets in the east, <laughs> or the sky is purple, or, you know, um, the China coronavirus actually yeah. should be called the American coronavirus, uh, you'll do it because the consequences of failing to do yeah. that are, are simply too, uh, too damaging. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. There was another really uh, uh, fascinating aspect of what you've talked about. Um, what you mentioned how uh, Chinese researchers have already published in a magazine some ability to have already altered a coronavirus. The, the, there's some research that has come out of uh, uh, Nankai University outside of Shanghai. 
which indicates that that there are some interesting uh, what are called insertions in the RNA of the China coronavirus. Uh, a mutation would change uh, a, a single part of of the DNA, uh, the RNA complement. I mean, imagine uh, mm -hmm. pearls, uh, a string of pearls, right? A general mutation would change mm -hmm. one of the pearls from from white to 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 blue or something. Uh, when you talk about insertion, you're mm -hmm. not talking about changing just one of the pearls. You're talking about changing a whole segment of pearls, which in in the natural, uh, by accident, would almost never happen. So I think we're gonna we're gonna right. find out a lot more about this in the weeks to come. Most of our uh, virologists now are more interested in 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 finding treatments. Quite rightly, interested in finding treatments and uh, and a vaccine uh, for the China coronavirus than investigating more precisely its origins. But I, I kind of suspect we're going to find out some very interesting things in the uh, in the months to come once we once we deal with the the immediate the immediate crises. Right. Absolutely. Um, any more thoughts from you, Steve, about uh, the China coronavirus? What we should be doing? What the governments around the world should be doing at this point? Because it's it's obviously not only uh, affecting uh, Italy and Iran uh, and and uh, countries all around China, but it's it's in America as well, but it's elsewhere. Europe is suffering greatly. We've heard that France and, and Germany are, are actually uh, having huge numbers. It was unknown. Uh, what do you make, by the way, of that uh, as well, that the Angela Merkel saying uh, up to 70% could be infected? It is a big tourist destination uh, for Chinese tourists as well, uh, like Italy, mm. uh, like the United States. But uh, like Italy, Germany did not put travel restrictions on people uh, from China until um, many, many um, tourists had arrived. So, so, uh, but they have, um, well, they're Germans, of course, they're fairly well organized. And because of what's happened in Italy, uh, they're becoming more, uh, more organized by the day. Uh, the hospitals in Italy, uh, in northern Italy especially, have been uh, converted into... Uh, China coronavirus treatment centers. Um, you know, God help those who need um, kidney dialysis or electric, elective surgeries have all been postponed. But even other procedures that, yeah. you know, can't yeah. be postponed are now being put back uh, in the schedule because all the medical resources are being poured into dealing with the, with the epidemic. Uh, uh, I think yeah. that a, yeah. a lot of people are eventually going to get uh, the China coronavirus. Uh, I think by the time they do, as in the United States and in Canada, we'll have fairly effective treatment regimens for those who get very ill. And the good news is that there is good news, uh, surprisingly enough. The good news seems to be that while the, the elderly are susceptible to getting seriously ill from the China coronavirus, um, infants and, and children uh, almost uh, seem almost never to get it if they do get it they get a very light case. Uh, young adults seem to get a light case, very rarely a, a, a severe case. So, um, so okay. unlike the ordinary seasonal flu, which, which attacks both the very elderly and the very young, the, the young somehow seem to uh, be doing better um, this time around. Hmm. Hmm. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're our future, and, and uh, we should, we should uh, at least, at least uh, celebrate that fact.
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Steve Mosher, great being with you on this episode of the John Henry Reston Show. We'll come back to you for more details, I'm sure, as, uh, as we learn more and more about the coronavirus. And thank you for all that you're doing with this. You're informing much of the world on this. Um, and uh, it's been, a, as always, for me, a great grace to speak with you. Good to talk to you, John Henry. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. For all of you, from for next time, we'll see you here on the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you. Don't forget, please, to subscribe at the link below and also to like this. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.